0: Welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I am Miguel.
1: And I'm Christina. And today we're talking about someone who got their start in the 90s, but three decades later is still out here, booked and
0: busy. Very busy.
1: Yes, but I betcha he grinds his teeth every single time someone yells out, Ricky! <laughs> but
0: that's
1: what happens when you become part of cultural moment.
0: Yep, you can't help it.
1: <laughs> and if you haven't figured it out, we are talking about the one and only Morris Chestnut. Ricky, (laughs) not ricky
0: (laughs) i think we should just get right into it
1: let's do it all right so usually when we do these episodes you know we always start off with a little bio and i usually check their wikipedia or imdb page and when i saw his bio on imdb it started with a tall handsome and versatile american actor and i was like I don't think I've ever seen these bios start off with a physical description.
0: I definitely have (laughs) And I'm going to have to go back and look for them now.
1: So I actually ended up, because I was curious, so I ended up just searching for a few, you know, like male heartthrob actors. Right. And everyone else's bio is just so-and-so was born here to this parent and that parent. And just generic stuff. So, I mean, I'm not saying he isn't tall and handsome, but... I just thought it was funny that it was written that way. (laughs) Well,
0: it goes along with his entire career (laughs) as being the ladies' man. Right. The sexual chocolate, so to speak. (laughs) That's his role in this world. And it would make sense that his IMDb says something similar.
1: I just thought it was hilarious. Because, I mean, he's not the only one, though.
0: He isn't, but.
1: I guess he just shines a little brighter. Which is funny because his first role in Boys in the Hood He's obviously good looking, but he wasn't really, the character wasn't, hey, I'm a debonair ladies man. No,
0: he was just (laughs) a a random high school student.
1: Exactly. But he still became that anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So just a little bit more background. He was actually a bank teller for a little while.
0: Yes. I've seen him talk about this in multiple interviews about his days as a bank teller.
1: But- he did get an agent while he was working in the bank because he was kind of thinking about becoming an actor. And he said what made him come to the decision was his agent sent him for an audition for A Different World. And his only line was to smile and say hi. Okay. And then his agent told him that they wanted him to come back and put him on a veil, which I don't know what that means. I think it stands for availability. I'm going to assume they probably just Wanted him around because they didn't know exactly when he would be needed. Right. So his agent told him they don't pay him $1,500 a week. And he was like to say hi. (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of sealed the deal for him.
0: Which is good money in 1990, 91.
1: Exactly. So good thing the acting stuff worked out because on the interview with Jimmy Kimmel, he said he was fired from his bank job and he was taken down by a forgeress.
0: What? (laughs) What's a forgeress?
1: A forgeress is a forger who's a woman. Okay. (laughs) Forgeress.
0: If you say so.
1: So he said he had a, a customer come in, an old lady, so he didn't think anything of it. And I can't remember exactly what she did. I think she wrote a bad check or something, right. but basically she forged something. <laughs> okay. And I believe he said she came in twice because I remember him saying something like she waited for him. Like, yeah, there's that <laughs> sucker again. And since it happened on his watch, he got fired.
0: Well, if it <laughs> happened to him twice, you kind of have to let him go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Miss Erlene pretty- took him down.
1: Miss Erlene. yeah. <laughs> He was like she was an old lady. So, hey, I thought it would be okay. He wrong. Nope. <laughs> so the forgeress took him down, but it worked out in the end cuz he ended up booking Boys in the Hood like a few months after that. Okay. Morris Chestnut, the uh well, I was going to say the leading man was born, but it took a little while before it, he became a It did. A it, man. it was
0: a steady grind for him to get there. Mhm. A couple small roles here and there in between, but he finally got there.
1: Right. So it took a couple years because after Boys in the Hood, he ended up on the TV show Out All Night with Patti LaBelle, which I remember watching it, but I don't remember anything about it except for it being set in a nightclub. You would think I remember that they at least had musical guests like all my faves, Josie, TLC, et cetera. Right. I don't remember nothing.
0: I remember the show. I remember the premise. I remember the cast. But the only thing I actually remembered from the show in terms of like the show itself, a mm. scene or something, or an episode, him singing "Groove Line" by Heatwave <laughs> really badly <laughs> has been stuck in my head since that came out, right. and for years, like every couple months, I would look it up, like do a search on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Morris Chestnut sings "Groove Line," <laughs> nothing ever came up, and now it exists on YouTube, and we're gonna link to it so people can now have it stuck in their head for the next thirty <laughs> years, like I've had it stuck in my head for the past thirty.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, some kind soul uploaded most of season one. There's a couple of episodes missing. It's a pretty bad upload because it's old. Yeah. But you can get the gist. (laughs) Exactly. I guess because, and we've talked about this before, that back in those days, if you wanted to be a quote unquote movie star, you couldn't do TV.
0: Yeah. And I saw him in an interview speaking on that, just talking about how because he needed a job after Boys <laughs> in the Hood. He took basically the first thing that his agent was able to get in. And he didn't realize that it was a thing for you to either be a movie actor or a TV
1: actor. He was like, I just want a job. Right. I mean, and also like the shows with Patty LaBelle. I mean, yes. to me, that would sound like a good opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps maybe that's why um, the next couple of years he just had little bit parts like he had a small role in the inkwell. We talked a little bit about this in the Lorenz Tate episode. So he was kind of Lorenz's sort of arch nemesis. Yeah, he was
0: (laughs) the husband of the lady that Lorenz's character had a crush on. Mm -hmm. And of course, he would always catch Morris's character cheating.
1: And they had a little run in. (laughs) They did. If you haven't watched the Inkwell, you definitely need to watch it. It's yeah, one of it's, my favorite movies, actually. It's a very entertaining watch. <laughs> and then he was on Living Single for like an episode, Little guest Spot, and small role in higher learning where he wasn't even credited. <laughs> yeah. Of course, played an athlete again. Random. Yes, he was
0: on the uh, track team with Omar Epps.
1: Yes. And then he kind of annoyed Ice Cube's character a little bit with his choice in women. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's one way of putting it.
1: But a little small role that I actually forgot about until we rewatched it for the Omar Epps episode.
0: Well, it makes sense that he was just in a small, uncredited role because mm-hmm. John Singleton gave him his first role. He's right. like, hey,
1: we need a guy to run around the track. Yeah, and say we want somebody hours. who
0: <laughs> is known, but we don't have to use him to sell the film. Right. It'll be a nice surprise for the more Chestnut fans out there to see you in this.
1: Yeah. So at this point, he's already built up a core Fan base, but it wasn't until The Best Man, which was, I think, what solidified him as being like part of this era of actors.
0: Yeah, because there's a big group that are around the same age and they're in a lot of the same films with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. It's starting to feel incestuous. At this <laughs> <point> <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> so
0: people like Tay Diggs, <laughs> Lorenz Tate, uh, Omar, Omar F. F. S., Michael Ely, Bokeem Woodbine, mm-hmm. Sanal Athan, Yelong, Regina King. Gene Hall, all them, Taraji P. Henson.
1: And I say incestuous because as we're re-watching all these movies for all these episodes we do, we're like, hey, in this movie, he's friends with this one, but he's married to her in this <laughs> right. movie. Like, everybody's been married or dating each other <laughs> yeah. at some point.
0: They all start to overlap, and I get them mixed up sometimes.
1: Right. Like, when we were watching The Best Man, you kept singing Tay's part, my divorce, yeah, because that was from Brown Sugar.
0: Yes. So <laughs> it's all mixed up in my head. Right. <laughs> But yeah, that's basically when he became Morris Chestnut Superstar.
1: Leading man. Leading man.
0: Yeah. All the Women Want Me was starting at the best man.
1: And I think his character has always unintentionally been, well, I'm going to say unintentionally and intentionally been the guy that all the girls want. Yeah. But the best man, I think, made him that guy.
0: And also, it came at a time when we were in this brown nigga renaissance. <laughs> It was just after like the Wesley Snipes and Blair Underwoods and Mm. Leons of the world. Okay. So he came along right after that, right after us. He's going
1: to keep the torch going.
0: Yeah. So right after we took it back from the debarges of the world and us darker folk could get get a little action. He was leading the charge for us.
1: It's funny you say that actually because. He did mention that in the Breakfast Club interview because Charlemagne said the same thing to him.
0: (laughs) Because it's true.
1: (laughs) And he was saying, Well, you know, when he was growing up, you know, it was the Leisting dudes getting (laughs) all the action. And Charlemagne's like, You you had insecurities? He's like, I mean, everybody does, right? He's (laughs) like, I like the way I look, but, you know, (laughs) you're going to feel it sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. So his character on The Best Man is totally flawed yeah like he's like this religious guy but he's stepping out on his college girlfriend forever and then <laughs> all of a sudden it's like she's gonna be the perfect wife and all she does is right. wanna sit at home and have my babies even though i'm out here doing all that stuff but then he's extremely devoted to her once he you know decides to stop being a dog anyways <laughs> so he's a flawed character yeah. but I do enjoy this series. We rewatched The Best Man, The Best Man Holiday, and then we had to binge The Best Man in the Last Chapters because we're watching this from Canada, which is hard. That's all I'm going to say. Get a in. <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy this series, even though the characters are all flawed. They but- are.
0: But like I said in our newsletter from last <laughs> month, actually from this month, the worst character of them all is Tay Diggs' character, Harper Stewart. <laughs> Harper Stewart ain't shit. In two movies and a TV series, he ain't shit. In a stew <laughs> full of flawed meat, <laughs> yeah. he's by far the most spoiled right. piece of meat.
1: Because I think everybody understands their flaws or yeah. their flaws are kind of like on display. So well, at least he, he denies his. It. Yeah. He's like the not so nice, nice guy. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: Anyways, we're here to talk about Morris. Yes. So let's get back to that. So Yeah. The first movie came out in 1999, and he's gotten a wide variety of roles after that. But there's still a theme. There's two themes, actually. We talk about this a lot. I remember saying he's always playing like a doctor, an athlete, or some kind of law enforcement. Yes. So... I had planned to go through his IMDb and actually count, but it's too long.
0: Yeah, me too. I thought about doing it, but <laughs> I couldn't commit to that.
1: There's so much stuff that I haven't watched, so I don't know what the character is. Right. And I started to look some of it up and I was like, I ain't got time for all this. So <laughs> I, the few that I looked up and the ones that I already know, here's just a, a preliminary count in all case right. you're wondering. Give it to me. So he's played an athlete at least five times. Okay, One time he was an athletic director, close enough. Yeah, he's, he's, you know,
0: I'll let that cook.
1: Yeah. And he's played a doctor or nurse at least six times. Usually doctor. He was a nurse once, but yeah. eh, medical. And he's been law enforcement nine times. I actually that was higher than I thought. I thought that the doctor and the law enforcement would be a little closer together, but it isn't a final count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's also been sort of a general, like businessman, business dude. Yeah, just
0: someone who wears suits and <laughs> yeah, ties to work and
1: makes a lot of money. Yeah, uh, at least three times, and he played an alien once.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that, but I didn't remember the V remake.
1: I don't even know what D is. I didn't know until I looked at his IMDb, but I watched the original
0: one when I was a kid. I didn't watch the the newer version.
1: I like a little sci-fi, so I would watch this.
0: If we're going to watch it, we need to watch the old one, though, because I'm sure looking at it now, (laughs) the costumes and the CGI and all that is probably just terrible.
1: Yeah, but Morris is in the other one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> well, the funny thing is, even though he is an alien, his human form is a stockbroker. Of course, so he's he still is. a business I'm just surprised dude. he
0: wasn't a football player.
1: <laughs> Maybe he's a stockbroker who likes to play football. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then as we mentioned in Out All Night, he was well, I was gonna say club manager, but he was like no, he an wants apprentice. To, yeah, he wants
0: to be a club manager, but Patty Labelle was like, "No, you're a trainee."
1: She's like, "You're a little too young." (laughs) Just, I'm going to take you under my wing.
0: Well, she said, "I got shoes older than you."
1: (laughs) She did. So those are the general roles. So we we are correct. He is usually a doctor, football player, or detective, Yeah, something like that. Pretty much. Uh, The second theme is intentionally or unintentionally, he's always a ladies' man.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter what (laughs) role he's playing, he's going to get that.
1: Yeah, like we watched an episode of one of his doctor roles, The Resident. And as soon as he walked in, the two nurses were like, I got dips. Yeah. So I'm like, the man got a mask on. He got a (laughs) a, like a thing over his head. You can't even see him. He literally
0: just walked into the room. (laughs) And she goes, I got dibs. <laughs> and that's who he is. Ever since the best man, he's been that guy. Mm-hmm. He's the romantic comedy. I'm going to be the one that all the women want. Right. Lead role type of person.
1: And even if it's a serious role.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's serious, if it's a comedy, whatever it is. Yeah. The women all want him. And that's who he
1: yeah. is. He just comes in and he smirks. And the ladies <laughs> yes. are like, hello.
0: <laughs> they just melt.
1: <laughs> Not all of them. There's always a, a hater.
0: There You're is, there. but then eventually <laughs> they come around, too.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: I saw an interview that he did with Jamel Hill where he was talking about being typecast. Mm-hmm. And he said he doesn't mind it because it keeps him working.
1: Right. And if
0: that's what the people want, he's going to give it to them.
1: Yeah. I did see in I think it was the Breakfast Club interview where he asked for some of his scenes in Rosewood to be less shirtless scenes. <laughs> Because he's just like, I don't want people to expect it like clockwork. Like the show starts at 8, 8.15. I got my shirt off.
0: <laughs> but that's who you are, brother. <laughs> we know it. It's cool.
1: He's like saying that he always keeps in shape, but getting in TV shape is different than like everyday shape. So I'm sure right. he probably just wants to, you know, not drink so much water or yeah. suck in his stomach. For I saw I mentioned <laughs> that
0: as well, where he said he loves sweets. So yeah. He needs for them to give him like a three week window <laughs> when he knows he's going to have to take his right. shirt off so he can prepare for Get it.
1: that cheesecake factory. Yeah. First.
0: <laughs> Run those cookies off.
1: Yeah. Because even um, in the best man the last chapters, that scene where he opens the door and all he's wearing is a robe that was supposed to be completely naked. And he asked them, can I wear a robe?
0: <laughs> well, eventually <laughs> the robe came off. So it did. doesn't really matter. But
1: that was a body double. The part where you see the buttocks. It is not him. Okay. It's his body double, all right. Anyway, there's a bunch of stuff after and between all these best mans. Some stuff I've seen. Um, I watched Two Can Play That Game today, but I feel like I've seen this.
0: I saw it when it first came out, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I have it on DVD too, but I didn't feel like going to look <laughs> for it, so I didn't watch it, but I've definitely seen it.
1: Yeah. And I've seen him in, like I said, here and there, but there's so much stuff that I haven't seen, but I feel like I always see him in a commercial or something.
0: Yeah. Cause every time <laughs> I see him, mm-hmm. it's in a commercial for a TV show. Right. And it's like, how is he on another TV show when there's already one right. running with him in it?
1: So I think like a lot of these actors, they just like They're always doing stuff and it spans over, you know, decades. So it feels like they're always doing something. Yeah. And in a sense, he looks like he has something, you know, at least every year. But for us, if he's doing like one episode, it seems like, oh, my God, he's got something every year.
0: But it kind of is, though.
1: He did mention he had a couple like small slumps in between. He's like, you know, to y'all, it feels like I'm doing something all the time
0: <laughs> right because if you're doing a show for two years like yeah. rosewood for
1: example right and then
0: you have a movie come out in between and then after the movie you've got another show that runs yeah. for another two or three seasons you are always That's out true. there
1: but i i think i can see it as like there's probably maybe a two-month window or something where he's <laughs> trying to get the next thing right because as someone who is a freelancer not an actor or Such, you know, sometimes not knowing when the next thing is coming can feel like it's been a long (laughs) time, even if it's just like a month or two. (laughs) (laughs) So I see what he's saying where he's like, I might not be as busy as it appears to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But yeah, I saw him. I watched him in a few episodes of the first season of American Horror Story. Um, Which I completely forgot about. It wasn't a very big role. He right. was the security. She had installed like a home security system, like a private security system. And he would be the respondent right. <laughs> playing semi-law enforcement again.
0: <laughs> that counts.
1: <laughs> and then he had a bigger role in Nurse Jackie, but you didn't remember him in that either. I didn't. But again, eh, he was still kind of like a side character. Anyways, one thing we did watch that he wasn't in, but I wanted to watch because he was a producer, was Spell.
0: Because we had seen the trailer mm-hmm. a few weeks back and was like, what is this black misery? <laughs> Basically. And not black misery, but <laughs> the movie misery. But black. But with black people in it.
1: And hoodoo voodoo. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we ended up checking that out yeah. last night and it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be.
1: So it stars Omari Hardwick and Loretta Divine. And I figured if it was going to be bad, that Loretta would be able to just carry it just because <laughs> of, because she's pretty much great in everything I've seen. Her. Right. And I was right. She was great. <laughs> and I mean, it's a horror flick. Yeah, it's what you it expect it, from a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, because I looked at it on Rotten Tomatoes and it was 49% for the critics, 56% for the audience. So I was like, oh no.
0: Yeah, if you're giving it those kind of ratings, then you're expecting too much from a horror yeah. movie.
1: Yeah, it's, if you just want some gore. Yeah, and some mystery. Jump scares.
0: What the hell's going on this is a good movie
1: i liked it yeah and like i said loretta with her little <laughs> but she's an evil character <laughs> she she knows how to work it yeah there is one scene that was unintentionally funny which it i'm not was. gonna say because you don't want to spoil it yeah i'm not gonna spoil it but it was unintentionally funny because i think they might have overshot the special effects and we ended up laughing our asses i loved thing. it <laughs> or maybe they meant to make it kind of I'm,
0: I'm gonna say that it, w- it did what it was intended okay. to okay
1: so if you are a fan of just sort of popcorn horror flicks, I yeah, would totally ahead, recommend it. Yeah, go ahead. Check it out.
0: It. It's on Netflix. After looking at everything that you've seen over his career, the movies, the TV shows, what is your favorite role of his?
1: um you know what i was really thinking about this and i i think um the best man just kind of was the first thing you jumped in my head because i think right. of all this stuff he's been in i've enjoyed that the most okay but when i think about it it's just more of like i like the camaraderie between the characters right. and like the storylines are you know it's funny and it's relatable yeah. in, in some ways <laughs> and it's just like you know one of those sort of oh feel good friends movies or tv yes. shows but I wouldn't say that that's his my favorite performance of his. So I think I would say my favorite role is to play that game because he got to be a little bit funny. And yes, he's still sort of the ladies man, but he's not like the ladies. man. Right. Like he's basically getting played by Vivica Fox's character, yeah. but then he kind of gets her in the end. So like he got to be the leading man without being the ladies man. Right. Like I didn't have to see that. Hello, ladies smirk. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, he's a leading man, but he's not like. A jerk. (laughs) Right. It's nice to see him be a little bit funny, too.
0: Yeah. I'm going to say the same thing, Mm -hmm. but not that one. It was going to be with Rosewood. Mm. Now, the show itself isn't very good. It's (laughs) really cheesy. But his character is entertaining as shit because he's everything that Morris Chestnut is in all of his performances, (laughs) but turned up a notch. Right. So it's very exaggerated. Yeah. And even like the comedy portion of it is a lot more than he usually gives us. Mm-hmm. So just because of that, I'm going to go with his character in Rosewood.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying, but it wasn't for me. It was too formulaic, I guess. Too Like I said, the, sh-
0: the show itself <laughs> is cheesy as shit, but mm-hmm. you would tune in just to watch him be a smart ass. Right. It's varying every time he does something mm-hmm. or says something, it's like, I told you so. <laughs> I knew you would come back with that because I'm smarter than you. Right. It's one of those type shows, but mm-hmm. in a funny way.
1: I did like him in Nurse Jackie, even though his role wasn't too big there. But again, it just kind of, we got to see sort of a different side because you're so used to him being the ladies man. right? He was kind of a grumpy doctor, actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Former army doctor yep. that became a civilian and immediately <laughs> He's re-enlisted. Like, this, this ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up?
1: I think if there was any doubt after having this conversation, he's definitely part of that group. Yes. You know, the Lorenz Tate, the Omar Epps, the ones who will always be that group when we yeah. think about the 90s, even though he's still working now. And definitely people in our age group, especially the ladies agree because the brat had shared a video of when he came into Dish Nation, I'm assuming to do an interview and the women were literally lining up. To take pictures with him. (laughs) The brat is just laughing in the background. Look at the thirst is real. And she was hanging out like people who never come out of their office were showing up wearing heels and sheer shirts and whatnot. And everybody's just taking pictures of him. And he's being completely gracious throughout. So, (laughs) Of course. Whenever you see a conversation pop up on Twitter about how they don't make them like they used to in the 90s. He's one of those.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He is what people are talking about.
1: Yep, (laughs) In case you're wondering.
0: (laughs) all right so i've got nothing to add to that so i think it's time for us to go ahead and get on out of here okay make sure to follow us on social media at troy podcast on twitter if it's still around by the time (laughs) this comes out and on instagram you can check us out at troypodcast.com that's where we post probably not for this episode but for other episodes we have playlists that are themed to accompany the episode
1: you could do one for this one Some I of the could stuff.
0: but eh, it wouldn't be much it would be right. like 8 songs on it That's okay. I'll think about it All right. also you can sign up for our newsletter you can go to troypodcast.com slash newsletter and sign up for our newsletter it's free so go ahead and do that it's
1: free and it's funny and have something nice in your inbox Instead yeah. of co-workers sending you some bullshit And
0: there are little clues And breadcrumbs to our upcoming Episode so if you want to know what's coming up Sign up for the newsletter Do it. <laughs> You're not going to say it makes your teeth whiter this time no, Not this time
1: because I'm, I'm sleepy So I forgot <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: On that note we're out